0: Welcome to VitaLita Health, I'm Lisa Henderson, a registered dietitian, nutritionist, and a proud Gen Xer. If you're a Gen Xer, you've landed in the right place. I created this podcast specifically with you in mind to provide you with current high quality information about healthy aging and healthy living during this busy time in your life. In this show, we'll approach health from a whole person perspective. And we'll discuss a variety of health topics from nutrition and exercise to managing stress and emotions to sleep, cognitive health, and beyond. We'll also discuss strategies for preventing or managing chronic conditions like diabetes, hypertension, heart disease, and obesity, just to name a few. Before we jump in, Just a quick reminder to subscribe or follow this show so you don't miss an episode. Also, please rate, review, or share this podcast with friends or family who might benefit from it. Whole grains, probably the most misunderstood and underappreciated of all of the whole foods. They are present in every culture across the planet in different forms, and have been a solid, reliable source of nutrition and fiber since ancient times, for century upon century. Yet many of us in today's keto-loving society have cavalierly cast them aside, considering them unworthy and unimportant for a healthy diet. As a nutritionist, I feel compelled to plead their case. So today, I'm going to provide my defense argument for whole grains, why they're beneficial, and why they deserve a second chance as an integral part of a healthy, balanced diet. The first thing I'd like to do is clarify the difference between whole grains and refined grains. Whole grains are whole foods, and like all whole plant foods, are rich in fiber and nutrients. On the other hand, refined grains have had some of their natural components stripped away, so they have less nutrients and fiber than their whole food counterparts. With whole grains, the husk is normally removed, but other than that, all parts of the grain are still present, the bran, the germ, and the endosperm. Those are the three main components of the whole grain in its natural form. Refined grains have had two of these natural layers stripped away, the bran and the germ, and in doing so some of the beneficial vitamins, minerals, and fiber have been removed. So I know the word refined sounds nice and it sounds lovely, and normally it is, but in this context it's not a good thing. Some examples of refined grains are white rice, grits, white bread, wheat bread that's not whole wheat, and most types of pasta and noodles. These foods are not bad, they're not shameful, they're simply less nutrient-dense than whole grains are. So you're simply not getting a good return on investment for your health with refined grains. They're also counterproductive when trying to maintain a healthy weight or reach a healthy weight. Refined grains contain sugars and calories, but don't have the necessary fiber to balance that out to slow down digestion and absorption, and as a result, you don't feel full even after eating a large portion of them, so you keep eating. And in doing so, you take in more calories and sugars than you intended. Not surprisingly, this is not good for weight control. And it's also not good for blood sugar control, which most of us need to be thinking about at our age in our 40s and 50s and with the high prevalence of diabetes and pre-diabetes. So now that we've talked about why it's a good idea to minimize refined grains in your diet, let's dive into the positive aspects of whole grains. Whole grains are the seeds of grasses cultivated for food, And again, a grain is considered a whole grain if it retains all parts of the seed, the bran, the germ, and the endosperm. Some examples of whole grains are quinoa, brown rice, wild rice, black, forbidden rice, red rice, whole wheat, spelt, bulgur, dark rye, barley, buckwheat, amaranth, oats, millet, sorghum, and popcorn. Yes, popcorn. In my opinion, the very best way to get whole grains is to have the whole intact kernels of whole grains when possible. So what do I mean by that, the whole intact kernel? This is the form that's closest to how it was grown in nature. So for example, when you cook quinoa, or you cook rolled oats for oatmeal, or you cook brown rice, or when you pop popcorn, you're having the whole intact kernel of that whole grain. The husk has been removed, but you're getting all three parts of the whole grain. Again, the bran, the germ, and the endosperm. And you're cooking that intact kernel, that intact seed, and then eating it without any additional milling or processing. Anytime a manufacturer processes a whole grain in some way, such as when they mill it into a flour, or they chop the grains smaller for convenience, you're losing some of the fiber and nutrients. So anytime you can get whole intact kernels of whole grains, that's preferable to something made with flour. That being said, that's not always possible or feasible. And I don't want you to feel a lot of pressure to be perfect about this or worry about perfect eating. I just mention it because I just want to give you the information that getting the whole kernels of whole grains is the very best way to eat them because you're getting all of the fiber and nutrients from that grain, some of which would be removed if they were more processed. And again, let me emphasize, we live in the real world and sometimes we don't have the time or ability to get our whole grains in this ideal way. So the next best thing would be whole grains that have been minimally processed or milled into a flour. And in these examples that I'm going to give you, all the elements of the whole grain are still present. The bran, the germ, and the endosperm layers are still present in these foods as well. They haven't been removed and the grain has not been refined. They've just been processed or milled in some way. So some examples of this are whole wheat bread, sprouted wheat bread, quick cooking oats, and other grains like barley or farro, which might be chopped finer or precooked a bit by your manufacturer so that your cooking time is decreased. Another example might be something made with brown rice flour such as some type of noodle, something made with buckwheat flour, which is good in pancakes. And cornmeal can also be whole grain if it says it's made from whole grain corn on the ingredient label. So those are just a few examples of foods that are whole grain, but a little more processed, but still quite healthy compared to refined grains like white bread or white rice. I recommend getting a variety of different whole grains into your diet, and you might start doing this by trying a new whole grain once a month, for example. You wouldn't think about eating only the same type of vegetable for every single meal, so why do we tend to only eat wheat as our grain for each meal? Think about that for a moment. Each grain has a slightly different nutrient profile, so eating a variety of different whole grains will make it more likely that you'll meet your overall nutrient needs. And with more variety, that gives you more options and also makes your meals more interesting. So let's jump in now to the nutritional benefits of eating whole grains. Whole grains are a great source of fiber. And this is great for your colon, for having regular bowel movements, for cardiovascular health. And it's also important for slowing down digestion and absorption of these foods. This is a good thing, because it gives you the sensation of feeling full and satisfied before you've had a chance to eat a whole lot of them. And eating more slowly can also help with this. So fiber is wonderful, not only for its health effects, but also because it helps you feel satiated more quickly. And this will make it much less likely that you'll overeat. Whole grains are also rich in nutrients, vitamins and minerals, and also health-promoting phytochemicals. In general, whole grains are a good source of B vitamins like thiamine, riboflavin, niacin, and folate. They're also a good source of iron, selenium, potassium, and magnesium. And some of them are rich in phytochemicals like lignans and phytosterols. How many servings of whole grains would be good to aim for each day? The Dietary Guidelines for Americans suggest for adults getting three to five servings of whole grains per day. I think a good rule of thumb is getting one or two servings of whole grains per meal on average. And what's a serving? What's an appropriate portion size for whole grains? These suggestions that I'm going to give you now are for adults. So one serving of whole grains is equivalent to half a cup of cooked whole grains, whether that's half a cup of cooked oatmeal, brown rice, quinoa, barley, or whole wheat pasta. One serving of whole grains is also equivalent to one slice of whole grain bread, meaning 100% whole wheat or dark rye bread or sprouted wheat bread, And when I say one slice, I mean one regular slice of bread. That's probably around 80 calories. Not one of those big honking slices of bread. One serving of whole grains is also equivalent to half of a whole wheat English muffin. One whole wheat tortilla. Five whole wheat crackers. One pancake made from buckwheat flour. One small piece of cornbread made from whole grain cornmeal or three cups of Pop Popcorn. So those examples are for one serving of whole grains, and remember, one or two servings per meal would be a good amount. So that gives you a full introduction into whole grains. Don't miss part two next week, when I dive extensively into meal planning ideas and dining out tips for whole grains. Thanks for listening, and see you next time. I hope you learned something new from this episode. If you enjoyed it, I would love it if you would leave me a five-star review. As a reminder, you can visit my website, vitalitahealth.com, that's V-I-T-A-L-I-T-A, health.com, to listen directly to my podcast episodes, to read my blog on nutrition and health, and to learn more about me. In addition, I started a Facebook page for this podcast as a way to engage with my listeners and provide you with updates, so I encourage you to check that out and follow this page. Also, feel free to contact me directly at vitalitahealth at gmail.com. I hope you have an amazing week. See you right back here next week. This podcast discusses wellness strategies for health in an informational and educational manner only, with information that is general in nature and that is not specific to you. This podcast is not intended to replace medical advice, nor to diagnose, prescribe, or treat any disease, condition, illness, or injury. You should consult a physician or other trusted healthcare professional Before adopting any of the suggestions in this podcast, neither myself, Lisa Henderson, or Vita Lita Health accept any liability for any loss, damage, illness, or injury.